Destination Medicine is a joint project of the regional training hubs. This podcast series brings you medical students' accounts of their experiences in applying to study medicine. Welcome to Destination Medicine. I'm Nicole Goodman. Kumel Jaffrey is a member of the Hazara people from Pakistan. He and his family arrived in Mildura as refugees when he was just a small boy. Before starting school, he spoke no English, though he knew other languages. But even at a young age, one thing was for sure. Kumel wanted to become a doctor and save lives. Throughout his studies, he's been loyal to Mildura. His school life has been there. He's now a third-year student at Mildura's Monash Rural Health. And even when he qualifies, he intends to be true to the city that has offered him so much. And the lifestyle's great, he says. Patients you see in hospital one day could be playing in a table tennis tournament with you at night. You could even have a game or two with a surgeon. So where did it all start? Kumel discusses his motivations to become a doctor and his journey there with Heather Dawson. Being a doctor is something that I've been considering since childhood. I remember when I was young, I always used to visit my friend's house and his dad was a doctor actually. So we often used to use his dad's stethoscope together to listen for heartbeats and so on, put it on each other's body. And my friend's dad always used to tell us that he went to the hospital and tells us stories about how he saved life today at the hospital. So we always thought of him as a hero. However, due to the persecution that Azars faced in Afghanistan as well as in Pakistan, I was unable to pursue my dream. So there was this setback. But I've always been pleased about how much I get support in Mildura and also in Australia. And I get a lot of opportunities. And I thought by being a doctor and promoting health and saving lives, it could be one of the best ways to give back to the community. Well, we'll talk a little bit about how you got into medicine, Kumail, in a sec. But tell us, how many languages do you speak? Oh, good question. So I can speak about five languages. So that includes what I speak at home, which is Hazaragi, and what I learned in Pakistan as well, which is Urdu. Apart from that, because Urdu and Hindi, which is spoken in India, are very similar. So I can speak Urdu, Hindi, Hazaragi, of course, English and a bit of Farsi as well. So with that extraordinary additional gift that you bring to Australia, did that also have a bearing on your thoughts about becoming a doctor, that you could also extend your practice to help many cultures here? Definitely. And I'm going to use my cousins as an example. My cousins, some of them who cannot speak English, they often take me to their GPs and ask me to translate for them. And I can see that there's a lot of information lost when I translate For example, before I got into medicine, I didn't know some of the medical terms. So when I was translating to my cousins, there was a bit of information loss on the way. But I think by being able to speak so many languages, we can remove a lot of barriers that a lot of Australians face nowadays. Okay, so you're at school and you're thinking that you will become a doctor. So how do you actually get into medical school? One of the first steps that I took was speaking to my family GP and also some of the other GPs that I used to visit with my cousins. And then I started doing some research on internet. And funnily enough, I still have the webpage bookmarked from 2011, how to get into medicine. So there was a lot of tips on internet, how to do well in interviews. 
and the exams that we have, for example, GAMSAT or uh, other pathways that we can take to get into medicine, for example, doing an undergrad degree. And at the same time, I had my family always standing at the back as a mentor. And I think they always had my back in difficult times. And I think they still have. What was their response when you told them that you'd made up your mind to become a doctor? One thing they always used to tell me is, well, they still do, that being a doctor is such a beautiful career that, you know, you get to participate in the lives of the community as well as the patients. So you want to really get up there and be sharp with your knowledge or experience and be really hardworking as well as understanding of the patients as well. So to become a doctor, I think they always tell me to keep the persistence, which is the key in getting into medicine as well as being a doctor and working with the patient. Did you tell your friends about your ambition to become a doctor? What was their response? Initially, they actually made fun of how I pronounced the word doctor because I pronounced it as doctor rather than a doctor. And gradually, they started to ask me medical-related questions when they had minor injuries while playing sports or when they were stressed before the exams. They would ask me, let's ask Kumail. He's a doctor. He must know how to fix the wound. Tell us about some of the other motivations that helped drive you towards medicine. I always wanted to give back to the community. And something that really strengthened my desire for medicine was when I was traveling from Missouri to Adelaide for a short holiday. And that actually turned into a very long holiday, actually. So during our travel in the car, my youngest brother accidentally dropped boiling water on his legs. And since I was the only one who could speak English at that time, I had to search for the nearest hospital. So we visited this hospital called Riverland General Hospital in Barrie, South Australia. And when I went there, it was sort of disappointing to witness this small staff group with only about two doctors in the entire hospital. But nevertheless, the group showed great determination to care for my brother. And in the end, the shortage of specialists forced the staff members to fly our our family to Adelaide where I saw many, many other doctors and nurses working together, and I was fascinated by their responsibilities, compassion, dedication, and years and years of training and expertise. So um, when I went there, I noticed that while the nurses were an integral part of the hospital, the doctors had more responsibilities, which is what I was growing up with and what I actually enjoy fulfilling. So undoubtedly, you know, this accident always remains in my mind and To be part of such a beautiful healthcare team is linked to every day of my life as I still notice the burn scars when I'm swimming with my brothers and that remind me of the experience I had in the hospital. And that continuously motivates me to become a doctor and uh, give back to the community. Okay, but if you hadn't got into medicine, did you have a plan B? Yes, I did. So I started getting very good at maths by counting the number of trees and rocks, etc. before coming to Australia. And this also made me think that, you know, I have a very good problem-solving skills. So uh, I decided that I could also become a mathematician. And uh, to this day, I still enjoy something that keeps my brain ticking. So I teach maths to high school students. And I also did maths back in my undergrad as well. So you went into medicine. Tell us a bit about the application and selection processes and any tips that you can offer the people listening to you now. One of the first things to do before getting into medicine is to actually know what you are signing up for. 
And no doubt, the process of getting into a medical school is a competitive process anywhere on earth. So I think it is important to know what you are actually signing up for and take some time to volunteer at public health services. For me, I actually volunteered at a community school on Sundays where I hanged around with little kids and children and teach them about ethics and also history of Australia. And also I have volunteered at Monash Health as well in Melbourne. So that exposed me to some of the lifestyle that doctors and other healthcare professionals have. And then there's the exams, of course. Tell us a bit about the GAMSAT from your perspective and how you prepared for it and what advice you'd offer about GAMSAT. Yep, so GAMSAT. It's the kind of exam which is very, very different to other exams which we sit at universities. For example, in universities, you would know what you will be tested on, be it transcription, translation to make proteins or atoms. But this is not quite the same in GAMSAT. So I think it's important to expose yourself to a wide range of topics in a field which you don't know about. And there are many resources on internet which can help with that. For example, Khan Academy is one of them, which helps students from a lot of different backgrounds to have exposure into a bit of science. So I also suggest starting to prepare for the exam early, giving it about three or four months. If you're coming from a science background, wouldn't be a bad idea. Now, Kumail, you're studying at a rural clinical school campus in Mildura. How has your clinical experience been? Uh, lovely. Very supportive environment. We have got very helpful staff admin in the school. And also when it comes to hospital, the students are very, very appreciated and they get to take part in all the procedure skills that can be supervised. So I think this is sort of different to what I hear from the other students in Metro, that in a rural setting, especially Miljura, you get to take part in a lot of procedure skills and also take histories and do exams on patients rather than staying back and seeing your seniors take part. Some people in medicine, some students are experience imposter syndrome. Is that something that you've experienced, Kumail? Yes, undoubtedly. I think a lot of students actually experience it. A lot of my colleagues as well, sometimes we sit together and talk about this imposter syndrome, doubting your accomplishment, and in case of medical school, doubting your abilities to study at a medical school. So how I deal with it? Every now and then, I sort of go through my work and achievements from high school and undergrad studies. I think it reminds you of how hard you have worked to get to where you are today. There are lots of different study techniques. Have you found the right one for you? Yes, I experimented a lot. I used my time during my VC studies as well as undergrad course to find out what actually works best for me. I remember I used to make appointments with my tutors and sometimes even the professors who had given us lectures and asked them about their feedback and tips and tricks, etc. And tell me, Kumail, what do you do outside your study hours, outside your becoming a doctor? A vast majority of my time outside medical school is spent with my family because thankfully I've got my family here in Mildura. So once I finish from clinical placement, I can come back home and spend a good time with them. I also play cricket and at the same time, a volunteer at a community Sunday school as well. So what would you say has your overall experience been in applying for medicine, Kumail? And, and what are the key messages that you'd like to offer to anybody considering medicine as they look forward? One piece of advice that 
I wish I was given before starting my medical journey is know what you're actually signing up for. And it's a competitive process, of course. So persistence is the key here as well. Okay. Well, final question, which is not always easy for people to answer, but um, what is it about medicine, Kumail, that you could never prepare for? I think it's the unpredictable nature of medicine, actually. So you never know what kind of patient you will have with which kind of disease you will be encountering in AD, for example. So it will be really hard for you to read up the night before as well. So I think this is something that is a challenge about medicine. And experience can teach you how to tackle these sort of challenges. That's Kumel Jaffrey, third-year medical student at Monash Rural Health, Mildura. We trust you've enjoyed this episode of Destination Medicine, a joint project of the regional training hubs. The hubs are supported by funding from the Australian Government under the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Programme.